0: The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GORUCK. GORUCK designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, tested and proven at thousands of GORUCK events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GORUCK brand stands for building better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GORUCK link to learn more about their gear and events and a portion of every purchase and every event registration you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, hello, world, and welcome back to a Solid 7 Podcast, a better-than-average podcast, if I do say so myself. And we all know that I do. I am, of course... Your gracious host kale, and honored to say that here with me this week is the one and only Ellie in space. welcome to the podcast
1: hello nice to uh, nice to join
0: uh we've never met we've never talked this is all just the magic of space and Twitter yeah, and the internet <laughs> yeah Elon just connecting us all so i I told you i had a pretty a fa- much yeah
1: he's he's uh
0: Yes, slowly but surely. So um, I told you I had a funny little story to start the podcast. Now, we have a tradition here at the Solid 7 Podcast of each and every episode. We start by opening up a, a Jocko Go. I don't know if you've ever heard of Jocko Fuel or Jocko Willink or Jocko Go, but it's a little podcast tradition here. And so we like to, when we have a guest coming on, we like to send them a little case of Jocko Go. And uh, you uh, sent your email, you did, or you sent your address, you did your part. We drop shipped our case of Jocko Go. And Tuesday of this week, my wife gets a random phone call. Now, why she answered it rather than sending it through to spam, I don't understand. Um, But there was somebody on the line asking for (laughs) Eliana Sheriff. And my wife's like, who the heck is Eliana Sheriff? Uh, And she's asking about some delivery and my wife's like, I don't know what delivery you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking about, um, but I'm not her. And Uh so uh, long story short, I had entered the correct address for the delivery, left my wife's phone number on the Amazon order. And when the driver couldn't figure out that they were delivering to a UPS box, they called the number. And, uh, my wife oh. had no idea, uh, what well, she figured it out shortly after she's like, I think I just screwed up your Amazon delivery. I'm like, oh, my bad. So, but we reshipped. And so oh, though no. you, though you can't partake right now on the podcast, there's uh, just a small token of thanks, a little case of pink mist, which is pink lemonade, Jocko go <laughs> waiting for you at the UPS store. So.
1: What is this? What is this Jocko go?
0: Okay, so uh, it's the the short version that doesn't do it justice is that it's an energy drink. So Jocko Willink's a former Navy SEAL, okay. uh, a pretty prolific Navy SEAL, um, written a few books, has a massive podcast. There's a rumor that may or may not be true that this podcast began only for the purpose of us someday befriending Jocko. Uh, I can't confirm or deny that rumor. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, my partner that started the podcast with me and myself, we were, uh, Jocko fans for a long time. Jocko got involved with a company named origin, Maine, in addition to making, uh, incredible, uh, like textile goods. Like they started out making geese in the USA for jujitsu. They've branched out, they make all kinds of stuff. And they used to have a, uh, well, I say used to, they had a nutrition component that has now become Jocko fuel. And they just make really awesome, clean fuel, nutrition stuff. And it's all over the place. But so Jocko Go, rather than, you know, Jocko having been a Navy SEAL, you can imagine all of the garbage energy drinks he watched. Soldiers of all types down for however long, Monster and Red Bull and uh, all that stuff. he's like, could we, he's talking to his team there, he's like, could we do this like without the garbage? And so that's what they did. So... There's like, this can is okay. 15 calories total. It's only 95 milligrams of caffeine. So it's not like yes. jittery and crashy. It's got electrolytes, vitamins, and amino acids on top of the caffeine. And it's got, let's see, where is it? Cause it's tiny. One carbohydrate in the can. And they're fantastic. Well,
1: I'm an energy drink con- connoisseur. So I wish I would have. I wish I would have known because I would have, uh, I, I I will drink them. I love, <laughs> and I love like the zero sugar or, you know, lower calorie. I'm not like the sugary energy drink. Yeah. So good, good going. <laughs> yeah.
0: These, these are fantastic. I'm excited so. to try it. And you know, I mean, we happen to be like an affiliate too. And if people want to go to the website and use our link and our promo code and support the podcast, all all the better.
1: <laughs> okay. I hope I fall in love with it.
0: So, well, my listeners will know that there's
1: only one way to find out.
0: Yes. Yeah. Soon enough. Just one quick stop at the UPS store. You'll, you'll be all set. So, uh, so my uh, my listeners will know, uh, (laughs) we're, uh, we're not a, uh, my old tagline was we're not a podcast about nothing. It's not Seinfeld, but it's not a podcast about any one thing. It's just whatever's going on in the world, whatever we find interesting. And whatever we find interesting is often space and space related topics. And, We're massive Tim Dodd junkies around here at the Solid 7 Podcast.
1: Okay. And a few
0: months ago, I I believe, and you'll be able to confirm for me, I suppose, that it was after a disappointing SLS scrub. I think you and Tim linked up in my neck of the woods, and you did a a little... Finally.
1: uh, Yes. Yes.
0: And so got to do a little interview with him. It that, was, forever, right? yes. and, uh, that was forever. Yes. And that was when his uh, his mobile van, his TV van was uh, just fresh, still had that new mobile van smell. And uh, that's what put you on our radar <laughs> and been following and watching ever since. And uh, you posted on Twitter, I don't know, maybe a week ago. Um, I can't even remember what the prompt was. You're like, hey, something along the lines of like, hey, I'll talk to anybody anytime. And I just... Uh, sent from the podcast account, like anybody, anytime with the little, you know, curious face and you were down and here we are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had been on a local, um, like Austin, Austinite podcast. And so I shared his podcast and, uh, then you, you've popped up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That makes it sound slightly, slightly creepier than it was. I feel like. No, 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 it's it's good. It's good. It's good. Uh so, but you've got like this really interesting, I feel like journey into what you're doing right now. And so, uh you know, as with all it's good crazy. stories, yeah, the the best place to start um is the beginning and your start in media was asked, what's the correct terminology? Is it newscaster? Is it reporter?
1: So I started um you know, broadcast journalism, TV news started. uh, I graduated college in 2014. And three months after graduation, I moved sight unseen to South Dakota in less than five days, started my job in the glamorous uh, world of TV news, which is, of course, sarcastic. (laughs) You don't make any money in TV news. You're covering homicides. You know, you're working holidays. Um, It's a it's a grind. Uh, It's a different it's different every day. So at least it's interesting. But I did that for almost 10 years. And um, about the last like year and a half of my TV news career, I had started my YouTube channel. And um, it started to take off when I began covering Starlink and its development. And then I started, you know, exploring other SpaceX related endeavors, including Starship, which I'm very passionate about. And, um, and I just, uh, I had some, some things happen along the way, some really great supporters that enabled me to try to spread my wings and go full time. And I, I quit my job in TV news. I actually had to pay $5,000 to quit my job. So how about that? (laughs) So that's really betting on myself. And, um, and, uh, I actually had a friend help me, uh, and he, he believes in my channel so much. He reimbursed me that money because he could see that I was getting stressed out about the decision to go all in. And he said, dude, I believe in your channel this much. I'm, I'm going to pay for that five grand settlement. So it's like things kept happening, signs from the universe that it was like, you are meant to do YouTube. (laughs) Um, we, we're going to prove to you that you don't have to be afraid, you know, you're going to go all in and bet on yourself. And so I told myself I'd give it a year and see if I would have to, you know, uh, go back to TV news as a, as a last resort. And I haven't had to do that. So it, it has been a crazy journey, been really, really crazy, but like in the best way. And I actually just finally bought a Tesla. So I'm um, I'm getting that custom wrapped right now with my logo, kind of an intergalactic blue color. So it's like so many things are happening. Uh, Elon Musk follows me on Twitter. Just like so many great
0: just no no big, no big deal. Just Elon.
1: (laughs) It it is a big deal. I I'm telling you, sometimes I want to make a group chat with all the people that he follows and be like how has this psychologically affected y'all cuz it's definitely affected me. It's just been like <laughs> kind of this like, you know, the th- we all have the questions, who are we? Why are we here? How do we get here? Where are we going? And for my add-on, why does Elon follow me? <laughs> but like it's it's great. It, it you know, it it's like wow, public stamp of approval. I guess I guess he I guess he, you know, I think it was after I interviewed his mom actually. Um I interviewed his mom during the Starship launch and you know what? No one else was interviewing the Musk family. And so Daily Mail UK picked up my interview and it's like, maybe he thought, wow, thanks for getting that moment in time captured for me. Cause I was, I don't know, busy in mission control. <laughs> and Maybe it was a, you know, a thanks. I don't really know. um, But I'm not going to question it because it's uh it's, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, let me let me back. It's
1: also really cool because I broke. Yeah, sorry. That's all right. (laughs) Yeah, I can ramble.
0: (laughs) We were, you know, you being a a creator yourself, not that I'm putting us on the same tier, just, you know, somewhere in the same, uh, I don't know, universe. Um, You appreciate like we've been fighting the tech this whole time. We tried Zoom first. We're, we're on FaceTime, which really fails uh, me, but uh, we're still dealing with a delay and Hey, that's life. So, you know, it is what it is, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I want to take y'all back to the beginning of the story, like, cause I'm, I'm always intrigued kind of, you know, butterfly effect, which le- what leads people down these paths. Right. So like was uh, broadcast television, was that always the goal? Like was five-year-old Ellie like wishing for, you know, a pony and a cameraman and a, and a microphone?
1: No. No, five-year-old Ellie thought she'd become a singer and five-year-old Ellie's parents wanted her to become a singer because they thought she had some, you know, decent talent for a kid. And then I was like really shy. Um, But no, TV news was kind of a uh, kind of random. I mean, in the sense that I, I went to college, I got an English degree, which is very basic. You know, you can apply that to a lot. Um, Didn't want to be a teacher. That's what people would say, Oh, are you getting that to be a teacher? No. Um, and, uh, I graduated and thought, well, um, I, am not sure what I want to do, but being in TV news sounds kind of fun. Cause I had done, I had done like a, you know, we had like a middle school broadcast and I had participated in that, in that class and I had a lot of fun with it. So I'm like, well, how, how can I do this? How can I get, break a leg? <laughs> Can't say that anymore. <laughs> I broke a leg recently. Uh, how I break a leg into this business um, in an unconventional way, because usually you have to go through four years of journalism school, right? Like you got to you got to know that you want to do that. And so if you've ever watched Parks and Rec, there is a character named Perd Hapley. You heard with Perd? Anyway, in real life, he was a TV news anchor for several years and he had in a Los Angeles reporters clinic where basically you could pay him to help you make a tape. Um, and so I spent two days with him. We went around and did like mock news reports. He put together a reel and I sent that all around the country and South Dakota said, hey, uh, we see potential. Can you move here in less than a week? We have this thing called the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally that's going to take place and we'd like you to be here for it. And I I moved there and everything. That's where that's where that started. But that also was kind of like uh, (laughs) not really like planned. Um, But Yeah. (sighs) It this, was, it's crazy. It's crazy. Th- th- Actually.
0: Yeah. These are the moments that I love podcasting so much. And I'm sure you've experienced this in interviews. I don't know exactly what all I thought we were going to cover while we talked. I nowhere on my bingo card was trained for broadcasting with purd happily. That might be my favorite podcast moment of all time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too, because I had never seen parks and Rec. Until after, like years later, after making the reel. And then it was like, oh, my God, like, what the hell? This guy was my mentor. But uh, up until then, I, you know, I just didn't. And he's also been in Scandal. So, I mean, he's had some, like, you know, decent TV roles. And uh, it was just, it was, it's kind of funny. It's kind of awesome, really. Um, he's, he's a nice guy. But, yeah, he did, he did real t- TV news. And he told yeah. me the reason he got out of TV news is because it was so depressing. And after 10 years of doing TV news myself, I can see what he's talking about.
0: Uh, Louie Anderson used to do this uh, great bit about TV news and the basic rundown being like 43 rapes, 15 murders, three fires. A dog gets a home.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's the kicker, baby. That's that's like the nice you know, lighthearted thing to end the show on. And look at this hippo at the zoo.
0: (laughs) It's extra ironic for PURD to kind of like be your gateway into that, just because the TV personalities, like Parks and Rec was not kind to local TV personalities.
1: Right, right. Well, I mean, some of it's fair. (laughs) There's a lot of divas in the industry for sure.
0: Where were you moving to South Dakota from?
1: Los Angeles. So, um, I worked in four different States during my TV news career. I started in rapid city, South Dakota, then moved to Southern Oregon to work in Medford, then worked in central Washington as the main anchor. So I was like the big fish in the pond and then moved to salt Lake city, Utah to go back down the totem pole to be a reporter. And, um, you know, expectation versus reality. It just, it wasn't, uh, even though it was a bigger market, it wasn't what I, what I expected after almost a decade in a career, I was like, you know, this is it. Like (laughs) I'm over it. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, and I, it's funny when my boss was hiring me in Utah, he was like, I'm a little worried about hiring you because I feel like you want to be a full-time YouTuber if you could. And I was like, Oh no. And then less than a year later, I'm like, Hey, um, by the way, I'm quitting to do my channel full time.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny because like, I'd be interested to get your take on it just having worked in, you know, legitimate traditional media and all the, all the time frames of when, when, the online stuff became legitimate kind of starts to blend together now because it's been long enough. Um, So like, I I don't remember at this point, it's fuzzy when that could became a legitimate career. I don't know if it was, um, you know, obviously Mr. Beast is huge now. And uh, it was, who was, who's the gamer that was huge. Like it kind of became this legit thing where, yeah. And so forever it would get, it was this mockable thing. And now it's this, thoroughly legitimate thing. Um, so I like, as you were sitting in the industry before, like what made you kind of start to think that that was viable, I guess.
1: Honestly, um, my ex, he was the one who said, Hey, you want to make more money than you're making in TV news. I think you should start a YouTube channel. This was way before, like I found my niche and I was like, oh, okay, you think I'd be good at it? I mean, I'm not even sure what I would cover. Um, So he he kind of planted the seed and I started the channel. I started by making like Airbnb vlogs of unique travel destinations. So staying on a houseboat, staying on an old converted fire lookout, pretty decent videos, but they just didn't have an audience. And then one day he was like, hey, I got this Starlink unit. It's in its beta testing. I think we should make a video about it. And I'm like, well, what's Starlink? (laughs) And now I'm like, actually, you know regarded as somewhat of an expert you know enough to be a credible source in this field which yeah. is crazy um but honestly, I gotta kind of give him a little bit of the glory uh because he for some reason steered me in in this direction, and it's i I have to thank him I have to thank him
0: yeah it's you know i youtube stalked you a little and scrolled back through the catalog, kind of wondering what the catalyst. Was yeah. right, so I I kind of yeah. saw that evolution. So it was kind of funny seeing the more traditional interest pieces and seeing you try different things. Yeah, and you definitely those OG videos. You've got the the broadcaster voice going on. You've got the tone, the intonation, the movements. Me. Yes, uh, which it's kind of like I feel like it's losing an accent because I feel like I, you you don't hear it in your content now. Like yeah. you talk like the rest of us now. Yeah, uh, so welcome back. <laughs>
1: That's so funny.
0: But so, so prior to that, though, that exposure to, you know, getting that, that beta test kit for Starlink, would you describe yourself as a nerd? Was there an interest in space at all?
1: No, if I'm being honest with you, no. But now that I've had the exposure and, you know, had so many in-person experiences and, and, um, I mean, you don't have to be a nerd to get excited about watching a rocket launch. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, It's exciting. Um, And so I think that I just hadn't really been exposed to that. And I'm really glad that I I, since then, I've dated actually a lot of engineers and, um, you know, mad respect for 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 engineers. Um, But I I think that, you know, building my own computer and just I've kind of eased my way into it. And, um, I, I think a nerd is a compliment. So was I always a nerd? No. Am I, you know, learning to be a nerd? Yeah, I am.
0: (laughs) So what was it about Starlink that like captured your imagination?
1: Um, so the first video was just kind of your cliche kind of unboxing speed test, whatever but then I was like, you know, this is actually really helping people and changing people's lives that have never had internet, never had an email, never had this wonderful, you know, convenience that you and I have. And so the reporter me and was like, I want to talk to those people because no one really had a dedicated Starlink channel. There's a lot of Tesla channels. There were still SpaceX channels, of course, Um, but no one was really like honing in on Starlink. And so I was still working my TV news job, but I'm like, I'm going to find, you know, some people on LinkedIn. So I found a a Native American tribe um, that had never had internet. Their elders never had an email, um, and it it changed their lives for healthcare access, for education access. Uh, I, I reached out to a superintendent of a rural school district in West Virginia. This was during the pandemic, still. Of course, they needed internet. And so they made a decision to like bet on this pretty new thing called Starlink to get their students internet in this rural underserved area that's the whole point of Starlink and so you know i think um i just wanted to to cover it as like my beat right like a reporter sometimes is assigned if they're not a general assignment reporter they're like the health beat or the crime beat or investigative reporter so yeah. i'm like i will be Starlink girl <laughs> and uh and so yeah it was um I feel like to be a reporter, you have to, it, or to be a good reporter. How about this? You have to, like, you know, muster up some actual, genuine curiosity about what you're covering, or else it's going to show that like you just don't give a. Yeah. Shit. So I, I've been, I've had to cover many things. I've sat in many, many city council meetings, and you know, had to like become a little mini expert every single day on a new topic. So I was like, all right, Starling what's going on here? What is this about? Who is this helping? And, um, and like, why would you not support it? You know, like it's, it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's great what it's doing for the world. So that, that kind of, um, that kind of, yeah, that's, and like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Obviously I saw that there was an interest in this. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to grow a channel. This is, you know, uh, an area that is lacking in coverage. I ha you know, I guess it's, I'll volunteer myself (laughs) to serve this.
0: It's crazy. Like the industry that is Elon Musk, like love him or hate him. He's good for everybody. (laughs) So it's like, he's, he's like this human embodiment of Apple. And what I mean is it's like Apple creates these categories where entire businesses rise up around their product that wouldn't exist otherwise.
1: Yeah.
0: And Elon's that like, it's, Uh, You know, covering you, you can cover the things without even covering the things, or you can cover him, or you can talk about how much you hate him, or you can talk about why you're shorting him, why he's evil, why he's going to save us all. And everybody's got their little niche. But if Elon went away tomorrow, uh, a lot of people would be looking for something else to do and not just the people he's, you know, there's, he's signing their paychecks.
1: I know a lot of people that make their full-time living similar to me. uh, You know, people that live down at Starbase, they're chronicling the day to day changes they're doing flyovers they're you know I mean they literally packed up and moved everything to live down at Starbase, you know to cover what what starship the the daily movements like they're deep in the weeds, yeah. and that's because of elon
0: yeah it's it's it will be so easy for me to get sucked into the space side, and I want to stay on the personal side first until until we get there, but I do want to rabbit trail us real quick as we talk about your entry drug being Starlink and just talk about a heart goes out to the families of the people that were lost on this submarine. And then to say what complete garbage it is that there have been multiple uh, people and or news agencies trying to drag Starlink through the mud in that story.
1: Do they not know how the ocean works? (laughs) I saw I tweeted about that. There was this Occupy Democrats. And I don't like to get political at all, really, because during my career in TV news, I was trained not to be political. But this post, uh, man, I'd have to find it. But it garnered so much attraction. And it was totally false. And it was like you're saying, dragging Starlink um, into this and, and, and blaming Starlink. And it's like not even technically possible So there's a lot of, um, misinformation, right? Uh, it's, I'm trying to find the post. Yeah, it's, it's frustrating, but that's why I think community notes is actually a really great thing. Um, and, and that's what I pointed out on Twitter is that people saw this and, you know, immediately ran community notes on it. So people wouldn't be confused, but, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not sure where it is. Oh, here it is. So, yes, Occupy Democrats wrote breaking Republican billionaire Elon Musk, which I don't even Republican. He he doesn't seem to identify like I don't think he identifies as Republican is thrust into another nightmare PR disaster as it's revealed that the missing Titanic submersible company previously praised his satellite communication company Starlink and said it would be relying on service to provide. You know, communications. And then this community note says uh, submarine communication requires low frequencies due to the poor propagation of radio waves through the water. Starlink operates, Uh, can't be used underwater. But guess what? This post got almost 4 million impressions. Yeah. What? Yeah. Honestly, I mean, community notes is great, but it's like it should be taken down.
0: Well, you know. <laughs> it's funny because it's been, and listeners, yes, there's going to be just some rock solid Elon fanboying on this episode. Just stick with us. It'll be fun, anyways. <laughs> but it, one of the things that's been so fun about Twitter, and my listeners will know, I was trying to shoehorn myself into pushing the podcast on Instagram for like the last two years, and it's just not my bag. I don't like it. It doesn't fit uh, like. Uh, you know, it's not my style of comedy. And I like to get a laugh. It just never clicked for me. I'm not going to fire up the camera and make a real, it, it's just not happening. And so I'm like, I've just been watching, I've been on Twitter for a long time. I was an early adopter. My listeners have heard this. I went back and double checked. It was 2009. So I'm like, when is my, you've been a member since date. Um, And it's just always made sense to me. Hashtag as a tool has always made sense to me. And so it's fun now watching like, hashtags created their own little way to get a laugh. They created their own little way to like get a burn or a dig on. And it's funny because community notes now they're this, they really are a different median or medium than fact checking. And they're Mm -hmm. kind of their own little fun thing now where it's like, they're legit. If they're not legit, you're not seeing it Mm -hmm. because you've got to have people from multiple ideological lanes saying that they're useful. Um, And so it's, it's just kind of fun. It's the new, it's like the Uber ratio. It's like, you're just sitting and waiting for, for a community note, but what would be awesome to see in the code. And this is what I was getting to. It's amazing how responsive Elon is to fans and users with good ideas. Um, and I always like to use the example of Tim just asking about using hot gas thrusters rather than cold gas thrusters as a throwaway. And now it's, it's, you know, going to be in flight hardware. Um, But it should be that if you've seen a post that gets community noted, it should get filled. It should get looped back into your feed so you see the community note.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it already works. Do we?
0: I don't know. But if it doesn't, that would be that would be clever. You're not going to pull it down. You're not going to retract it. Cool. But everybody else is. Everybody that saw it is going to have to scroll past it again with the community note. Yeah. That would be good.
1: That would be a good idea,
0: Elon, if you're listening, buddy, that one's free. It's on me <laughs> so. but uh looking uh, at did you see that potential uh in Starlink early on, or it was just kind of the the human interest in seeing the uh the impact that it was having, even early days that kind of drew you in
1: yeah, i think I think I became i mean it's like around and find out, you know, and the more that I dug into it and the more that I was covering it, it was like, wow, this is really amazing yeah what what it's doing and um and then it was like oh my gosh uh spacex is (laughs) is working on a fully reusable rocket that's amazing oh tesla i mean like as we said everything that he's working on benefits humanity there's a lot of fud there's a lot of doubters but um I don't know. My my family gives me shit about it. They're like, you need to focus on someone other than Elon. They're not Elon fans, which is kind of, you know, a little awkward, but um, I think if you take Elon out of it and you just look at the mission, and all the other people working on this, because it's not just Elon, why why are you not in support of it? You know? yeah. There's a lot of people, I had to block this, like, really annoying, you know, anti-Elon channel, and they just doubt that mars is even possible and and they're just always posting stuff and it's like you know that's that's one i mean that's that's a little different than just hating on elon simply if they you know but i think that i think that if that i think it is possible
0: yeah well and i just i'm gonna blank on his name now which stinks i know you just sat down with them the um The doctor that's based out of UCF here in my neck of the woods. Yes,
1: Dr. Phil Metzger. Yeah.
0: I I saw him make a post about that just today. Uh, And he posted this picture of this really long bridge, really high elevated. And he's like, 2,000 years ago, everyone would have said this was impossible. And the reality is, if the physics say it's possible, then it's just a matter of how long it takes to solve the problem, not if we will solve the problem. Right. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was such a great viewpoint. And so even, uh, today, you know, Ars Technica dropping the news about just the absolutely ballooning price on the mission to return samples from Mars. So it's like, is it going to take longer? Yeah. Is it expensive? Yeah. Is it a really difficult mission? Yeah. We can get it done if we want to get it done. Right. Right. So yeah, it's been cool for me. Like the, the way that all things Elon iterate so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Starlink was such a disruptor because satellite internet existed. Yes. It was just garbage. Exactly. It was slow. It was unreliable. It was very limited coverage areas. And so like it was an immediate disruptor, but it's so like Starlink. Then when you were playing with it, and exposed to it, first could not compete with Starlink. Now, if they were competitors, Starlink now would put that company out of business and seeing, the mobile units and the airlines adopting it and the cruise ships, which I'm, I'm, that one I don't like. Cruise ships, you don't need to have internet. Please, for the love of God, force us all to check out. Have it on the ship for safety. <laughs> you guys use it. Leave it for right. the crew. Make right. the rest of us turn off, please.
1: I do think that detoxes are healthy.
0: So uh, it, it's been impressive to me. And just seeing that, that iterative engineering applied everywhere else. And now that's what's funny is watching people get exposed to what Elon's doing at Twitter that haven't been following SpaceX and Tesla and Starlink and the solar stuff don't get that he's doing the exact same thing like oh he rolled out this thing and it's a blunder. Yeah. The next time it won't be though and the time right. after that it'll be better. it's he's he's still just going fast and breaking things. Right. <laughs> And so exactly. that's why I was like, when I sat down and watched, I've been an Elon fan for a long time, but that's kind of what turned me on. No, I'm going to kind of throw the podcast lot in with Twitter. That's where I'm going to make my social media post to kind of get more exposure is one. It's just always made more sense to me. I, I can make a quick post. I can comment just that forum. I've always liked it better, but Elon sit down with the Babylon Bee. He's just so genuine. Like when he says he wants to protect freedom of speech, he means it. When he says he wants to better things for humanity, he means it. He's just super genuine. I, it's, I get that, you know, people want to be mad just because he's rich. I don't think he cares that he's rich. I, exactly. think, I think the he's Twitter still, purchase proves it.
1: Exactly. He's still working his butt off. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he doesn't have to work. It really is for a love of humanity, but it, it is, a, he's a polarizing figure yeah. still.
0: So what'd you kind of get sucked into next? Like Starlink was your gateway drug. What kind of pulled you in further?
1: Um, I think that, well, someone was like, hey, you can't just only cover good stuff about Starlink. You need to talk about the light pollution for astronomy. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to reach out to a Harvard uh, astrophysicist and astronomer. And then I made connections through astronomy and started covering a little bit more of that angle. and. I've dabbled in a lot of different things. And then I took a trip to Boca Chica to see starship. And that's just like, it was like, wow, there's a following for this. Yeah. Um, and it, it was also really exciting being there uh, physically and seeing how massive uh, these rockets are uh, being built on the side of the road on a beach. So um, I made a couple pilgrimages. And then that's that's why I moved to Texas was to cover Tesla and SpaceX stuff. Yes. So I wouldn't have to keep flying here. I flew to Texas like seven or eight times last year. And I was like, I just need to you know, now that I now that I quit my job in Utah, um why don't I go to Texas? I love Austin.
0: That's what to say. You went to Texas, but you went to the least Texas Texas.
1: I did. <laughs> and I like it here. Yeah. I do. Um I uh you know, it's it's not a terrible drive for, uh to Brownsville, but I I I appreciate living in Austin. I think I chose the right place for me. Um there's always something to do. The food's really great here. It's a big comedy scene. The nightlife is awesome. It's an active community. Um <laughs> look forward to getting back to full activity. Uh moving moving here and then breaking my leg 3 weeks later was pretty tough. But um, you know, since then a lot of stuff has been on an upward trend with you know starship coverage and elon following me and now i'm looking forward driving around my tesla (laughs) once it's wrapped so it's like things are good things are things are good and i need to be i i am grateful um so but yeah it's been uh it's been a a lot in a short time yeah yes
0: well what we're all watching down in boca chica is I, i mean I, the the words escape me to describe it. I mean, it's it's like if you could just go park along the side of the road by the VAB while the Saturn V is being developed. Like, yeah, it's just an unbelievable amount of access. It's unbelievably open, um, you know. And you you mentioned it, like the whole cottage industry around it, and everybody's got their their piece, and the the flyovers, and like the stuff that CSI Starbase uh, listeners, if you're like if we've turned you onto this stuff at all, talking about it on the podcast or in this conversation, you're like, wait, maybe space is worth my attention again. <laughs> um, you know, maybe it's not just for little kids. Like there, there's people who are just devoted to watching vehicles and parts and picking apart flyovers and in very great detail piece together what's going on without any kind of press release, without talking yeah. to an engineer. It boggles my mind. Yes, I'm like, how did you figure that out from from that? And it's just. Really smart, really dedicated people making this incredible content. But it's like you're watching this unbelievable vehicle being built on the side of the road.
1: Right. Well, in when I was down at Starbase on this most recent trip, you know, I was interacting with a lot of the space tubers. It was like, you know, one of the times that we were all really there in the same place and a lot of people were recognizing all of us and it kind of made me reflect on how am i different from these people which is clear as day i'm not an engineer i don't have the technical expertise but what i am providing is interviews with experts and also more of like the human interest angle so it was kind of nice to have us all there together and say oh if you want this you know coverage of starbase watch felix's channel if you want like a very deep dive technical watch csi starbase if you want to hear more about the human interest uh side of it maybe watch ellie in space right um in fact i interview a lot of technical people but i try to make it like relatable and and uh you know uh easy to understand for the layman so um i think we all have our own unique twist on the coverage
0: well, and it's, it's cool the way it's, it's, it's such a supportive community. Everybody cross links, everybody cross posts, you know, and nobody's like, this is my guy and I hate this person. I have found this one account on Twitter that it keeps feeding me that he's a super stand for SLS and I'm going to have to mute him. But otherwise <laughs> um, I'm, it's just like, everybody's just kind of settled into their niche where you're not, it's not really duplicating. Like Tim's kind of doing his thing and be, I don't know how anybody could ever do it better that Like his tagline is so perfect that to to describe his channel, bringing space down to earth for everyday people and, and breaking it down. And you know where now you see professors being like, no, I'm sharing this with my aerospace engineering class. Like I'm having them watch this video in NASA space flight. Like that team thing. I was streaming those guys today because I am a nerd. And yes, I still watch every freaking Falcon nine launch because it still boggles my mind. Every time I watch the booster land, every time it's magic. Um, and so, and, you know, watching your content yeah, you nail that human interest and it's like, you know, seeing you do stuff with, uh, um, is it angry astronaut? Is that, Mm -hmm, is that his mm -hmm, tag? So it's like mm -hmm. humanizing him a little bit, like smile, (laughs) smile a little bit, dude. I
1: do Um, make him smile a lot,
0: you know? And so, but everybody's, and you know, um, Everybody who's kind of getting into uh, like the 3D imaging and all that stuff. It's just so cool to see where everybody's filled in these pieces. There's not a ton of overlap. There's not – if there's rivalries, it's behind the scenes. Like I haven't seen a ton of drama. It's like when I get sick of the World War III and the politics and the subs and, you know, when I'm looking for a dog gets a home, I go to space tube and I go to Space Twitter because – For the most part, the politics and the drama and, you know, all the bickering goes aside. Like we might argue whether or not, you know, you might find some arguments about SLS versus Starship, but it's all pretty good natured.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's it's just so refreshing.
1: Yeah. No, I'd agree. It's it's a great community and it's one that I (laughs) did not expect to find myself in, but... I'm happy I got here, you know, and I I feel like I'm very appreciated. I get messages every day from people saying, wow, I really love your work. You know, this is making a difference like and that that's nice to hear. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you you just celebrated 70,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel. Yes. I'm looking at giant silver 70,000 balloons. Floating yes. right behind your your head in celebration. Does it uh, does it feel overnight to you? Does it feel like f- finally?
1: Um, if uh, I I want more, I want more. I think I I struggle to like stop and smell the roses a little bit. Um, I I've heard from people that have way more for me that you know it it really like, doesn't change you, uh, you know, it's like, um, I think it's, I think you expect to feel a certain way, like, don't get me wrong, I'm proud of it. And I, you know, it seems like an accomplishment, but I guess I'm always um, striving for more. And I think in the in the YouTube world, it's actually not that big. And so since I'm doing this full time, I'm like, I I feel like I need to do better. But um, it would be nice to like, <laughs> like, just like, go a little easier on myself, but yeah, it, uh, it feels like, you know, so for some people, this could take way longer. Other people, you can't compare yourself to other people though. So I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm proud of it, but I, I know that if you look at Tim and Scott, they both have over a million subscribers and there's a larger space audience. And for some reason I'm either not reaching them or I'm not, um, you know, convincing them that they should they should click that subscribe button. Yeah. So so that's where I'm trying to figure out okay, how can I, you know, how can I change that?
0: Yeah. Well, and it, it's always interesting math on that at least experiencing it from the podcast side where uh, you know, to to book a guest who has a much bigger following in whatever medium. Like with you mm-hmm. on YouTube, I've had bigger podcasters on. Um, you know, different stuff like that. And you just think like for sure there's going to be some click through here. Like a you're like the, the hope like in your head, what you can talk yourself into is like a lot of these people are going to stick around. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you maybe see that bump from their people and you maybe see like, maybe it doesn't go all the way back down to where the line was before it started, but it's like, dang it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like just getting that, that big exposure and that big name, that one time, you know, very rarely is like viral moments. They, they seem, um, you know, like they're not super rare because there's a lot of people on the planet and there's a lot of media, but hitting on that one thing is much more rare than like the slow burn, the slow build, yeah, <clears throat> you know? And then I think yeah. it does hit a critical mass. I think you do see that with a lot of successful creators where as people are creating, you know, congratulating their overnight success, like so no, you go back and look at the views and the clicks and the follows build right. and build and build. And so at that end, yeah, it felt like, Oh man, you really blew up this year. Right. Because of the nine years, Behind yes. it, you know the multiple things, but well, it, it can be frustrating, exactly. and what I'm saying is, um you know all of ellie's fans who who are listening right now, just click the follow button. it doesn't cost you anything. just stick around <laughs> and we'll you know we'll have a good time it's you know it yeah
1: will... <laughs> it's I do think that it's it's just one of those you have to be patient, you have to be consistent, but you're right. it's like for some people, it has taken them many years, and I've only been doing this full time for about a year, so You know, I think I need to, like, be a little bit more patient. (laughs) And even so, like, even it's like I love my community. I have so many loyal people, like, just really diehard fans. And to me, that's I'd rather have a small circle of people that actually care than like I, I know a guy with over a million followers and he gets like hardly any interaction. It's like, you know, to me, it's better to have just vested people right uh, on the front lines, you know, (laughs) that are that are genuine.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really that's that concept of a thousand raving fans. Right. Like, yeah, if you've got a thousand diehards, which is a lot harder to get than a hundred thousand or a million casual fans. Right. Like you can you can make a living on that like that. Yeah. You know, there's there's that passion there. Was there, you know, do you have a a video two or two that stand out to you where it like really caught on and that's when you're like, okay, like this, I'm on to something or or, is any of the content your, your baby where you're like, yeah, that was the one.
1: Well, my, my most viewed videos are strange because they're not about space. (laughs) So my most viewed video is about a modular housing development here in Austin that's still under construction. Got almost 700,000 views. That was weird. Uh, Second most viewed video is about a solar roof, a Tesla solar roof. Once again, not about space. Third most viewed video is about a boxable a folding house. So I don't know. Maybe I'm in the wrong niche. Maybe I need to be covering <laughs> alternative housing. I, uh, seriously. It's yeah. like crazy. Um, and it's hard too because like, I'll, I'll put a lot of effort into a video and I'll, th- I'll think this is it. Like this is going to kill and it bombs. And then I'll not really think that something's going to do well. And it, and it, it's a banger. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that kind of sucked, but <laughs> y'all liked it for some reason. So, you know, I don't know. You just got to keep trying. Yeah. You just got to keep keep trying. And you can't, um, you can't predict the outcome. No. Yeah, you really can't. So much of it, I think, is about timing, too. You know, are people watching as much? Are people out more right now because it's summer? Are they out of the house? I don't know. I don't know. You know, but I just got to keep putting in the work. Yeah. And I think if the piece is good enough, it'll speak for itself. But... It is, it is a little bit defeating to put a lot of time into something and be like, wow, that, that really, you know, maxed out at that many views, but it's like, okay, well try harder. Keep going. Yeah. Don't give up.
0: Yeah. The, the algorithms, all of them, doesn't matter who you're dealing with. They're tricky.
1: Yeah, they are.
0: And I I feel like, and this is not just, uh, you know, Elon fanboying, but Mm -hmm. like Twitter's right now to me feels the most reasonable and the most fair like when something goes or doesn't go I'm not super shocked by it right now
1: yeah yeah I agree I mean my I've had great success on Twitter since (laughs) since Elon followed me like tripled overnight so I'm almost as close to what I am on YouTube on Twitter and I haven't been working on Twitter nearly as long as I have YouTube
0: so where where were you and what were you doing when you Elon when you realized Elon followed you?
1: I did my first open mic stand up open mic here in Austin and I wasn't on my phone for a few hours and I got back on my phone. I was like, why is my Twitter like blowing up? Because that Elon alerts bot like was lagged, so it didn't show that Elon is following Ellie in Space. I was like, that's so weird. And then I like pulled up a post and it said in this conversation you and elon musk and it said follows you and i was like what the? <laughs> i called my parents i was like can you check scroll <laughs> through all of the 300 people right now i was like freaking out i'm like oh my gosh it wasn't a mistake and then like it was me checking over and over for like a month and then i was like dude you gotta like you gotta chill a little bit <laughs> like <laughs> Uh, so anyway, it seems like it actually happened. And uh, yeah, it was weird because it was it just I didn't understand at first. I didn't I, it didn't hit me until I saw it. And I was like, whoa. And then, of course, I got like hundreds of DMs. Hi. Hello, madam. You're gorgeous. Can I marry you? Hello, beautiful. Like, really? You know, it's...
0: at least it was that and not Bitcoin scams.
1: Yes. <laughs> True, but I I closed my DMs. I was like, dude, I want you know because sometimes I get useful stuff in the DMs, and I don't want it to be littered with hello, hi, good morning, good evening, yeah. hello, dear. Why do they always say dear? If anyone calls you dear on the internet, you know it's like <laughs> th- there's nothing <laughs> worth your time.
0: That's fair. Hello, That's dear. rules to live by with Ellie. If you're called dear on the internet, just know
1: But where where did they pick this up? That that oh, if you really want to, you know. Roping a woman on the internet, definitely address her by deer. No, you sound like a scammer. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah.
0: Hey, it's flattering to have a deposed Nigerian prince think you're pretty. Okay. <laughs> Just once in my life, I want to experience that.
1: Oh, you so. want to trade DMs?
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. I, and I,
1: I had a guy say he wants to worship my feet yesterday. I was like, dude, you know what? Maybe I do need to make a foot, a foot, feet finder account.
0: <laughs> yeah it's, 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 some of that money is kind of like well i mean it's just toes am i really doing anything wrong exactly
1: that's what i'm wondering like yeah. you're married what about if your wife said hey i'm gonna sell pictures of my feet would that bother you
0: oh man that's Ooh, a tricky I, one right I just tur-
1: turn the table on you a, i know
0: yeah yeah okay that's fair that's fair all of a sudden it doesn't feel like just feet still i mean it's kind of just feet yeah. It's a it's a tricky world we live in now. So. Yeah. The, so yeah. the the Twitter follow, that was not your first or only Elon run-in.
1: No, the first interaction that we officially had on Twitter was in January. I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> I was in between flights in the Salt Lake City airport on a layover and I was actually coming home from Austin. And I was like, hey, I haven't posted to my Twitter in a couple of days. I should post something to keep my account active. And I found a very old picture of me on Christmas Day where I was in a forest wearing this bright red coat. And I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Mars because of the red. So I put up a caption and then I changed the caption to how often do you imagine going like life on Mars or something? And, you know, I'm like looking up and it's all inspirational And then he said, a lot, TBH. And I was like, dang. And that photo got like 7 million impressions. And then he commented. I mean, of course, like, yeah, in my head, I have like a list of all the interactions. um, Because they're significant. They feel significant. Um, So that was when it, but I had met him in person in October
0: for the first time. I met him
1: at AI Day.
0: Was that like a, like a passing? Like, is that the little picture I've seen with the So the robot? I brought
1: a 3D printed Tesla bot and I didn't even have an invite to that event. And I drove all the way from Portland to California, the Bay area to, I, my goal was to interview people around the event because it was like, you know, invite only and no guests, and so I thought that I would interview people before they went in and after they came out. And then the security was like really stiff. And I interviewed this guy, Chuck Cook, who's like, you know, the left unprotected left turn. He's like really big in the Tesla world. Yeah. So I interviewed him two hours. I met him for the first time. He lives in Florida, actually. Met him two hours before the event. Then tried to go park near the event. Security was like, no, get out of here. So I parked off site. But then someone called me and they were like, hey, they changed the rules. Go to the special services. Say you're a guest. So I'm like, I guess I got to go for it. So I'm like zigzagging because people were coming up to you saying, where's your wristband? Where's your ticket? And I make it to special services. And I was like, hey, I'm I'm a guest of (laughs) this guy that I just interviewed. Hail Mary. I pulled a Hail Mary. And they're like, oh, okay. if you can call him and get him out here, we'll let you in. So I call him. And he's talking to like a high-level Tesla senior engineer. And he picks up my phone call. And I was like, can you please come outside right now? And he did. That's awesome. I got so freaking lucky. Like, I, I, had, I had no shot in my mind of getting into that event. And that's not the first time I've, I've made things work um, in mysterious ways. But I had no shot of getting in there. And so I got in. They had to still like give me a QR code, do the email thing. But I got in. And then I was like, all right, I'm I, there's still a chance. And I waited until the end of the speech. Elon went off stage and I'm like, okay, I don't have a chance. Then Elon came back on stage to take photos. And I'm like, I am back in the running, baby. (laughs) So he comes on stage and people are bombarding him and getting him to sign. And he's like, I can't take pictures. It's going to get nutty. And so I, I held up my bot and I was like, this is for you. And then he like, you know he's like what and he crouched down to my level he did the little duck face pose and then i get and because i'm a reporter i was like i already i had me interacting with him and the camera going in the other hand so i was like i i was i was already on top of it i wasn't gonna miss the moment even though it was like weird selfie mode you know what i mean so i think uh that that worked to to my advantage but he was really nice i was like this is crazy that this like very giant tall man is like kneeling to my level to like pose with me. Like he didn't have to do that. He could have said no. Yeah. His family didn't have to do an interview with me. They could have said no. And they, they obliged. So I really appreciate that.
0: They all, I mean, not to, uh, you know, directly quote his, uh, his SNL monologue, but they all, everybody, but his dad, they all seem pretty chill and down to earth.
1: Yeah, they, they are.
0: Like his mom looks like a golden era Hollywood movie star. Like the woman's got a lot of grace and gravitas, but still seems, and is just doing her best to make sure that he doesn't step into an octagon with Mark Zuckerberg right now. (laughs) Poor thing.
1: I know. I know. She's yeah. When I told her how she was like, how'd you break your femur anyway? And I told her rock climbing, she was like, serves you right. I was like, Oh my God, no love. Yeah.
0: So, well, you've alluded to that a few times. So you moved to Austin, which is this beautiful area. It's very yeah. active. There's tons of outdoor stuff to do. You're an, yes. you're an active person. Um, and then um, you, you, you said you broke your leg earlier, but you said just now you broke your femur. Like that's a, that's a real leg break.
1: It's the longest, strongest bone in the body. I broke it doing the thing that I love. Um, my leg was hurting for two weeks before I broke it. So I think I had like a hairline fracture, which sucks. wish I could go back in time and say, stop, (laughs) fix this problem. But uh, I'm I'm a stubborn person. And I'm like, nah, just, you know, you can't run right now because you're already limping. I was limping before I broke it. But, you know, you can do other stuff. You can climb. And I was bouldering at Austin Bouldering Project here. Second warm up. And, um, I kind of slipped a little bit grabbing for a hold and I think that torque and then the, the weight of me slipping, it snapped while I was still like on the wall. And so I fell off, which it wasn't the fall, you know, it's a, if you go to a bouldering gym, it's full of mats, whatever it was, it was from the, the twisting. Um, but that was a really, really life-changing experience. Uh, it was, it, it's still, I mean, it's, I'm still recovering. I'm still yeah. dealing with, with issues from it. You know, it hasn't been four months yet, but it was, uh, it felt, it felt like really terrible timing. The next day I had to go into surgery. They put a rod in my leg, um, which is also a lot of trauma. The surgery is like a ton yeah. of trauma. Oh my gosh. Um, so that's been. That's been rough, but I still made it down to the Starship launch. I told them, I was like, you guys, I'm covering it no matter what, if it's going to be on crutches. And it's like I turned out the best coverage. I couldn't even dream that I would turn out with the mosque interviews. It's like crazy, man, because I was worried. I was like, my coverage is going to suck. I can't even carry around a camera right now. But yeah. I had one of my good friends, Joe Tagmeier, who's a drone uh, pilot here, and he he has his own channel about Giga Texas. And he's like, Hey, I'll, I'll help you. We can go collaborate. And it, it turned out to be one of the best, you know, experiences of my life.
0: I assume that roughly a million and a half people have sent you Brian Regan's bit about breaking your femur. No. Oh my goodness. As soon no. as, as soon as we're done with this, I'm sending you <laughs> Brian okay. Regan's bit about breaking your femur. It's fantastic. And you've lived it. And I think you'll appreciate Wait, it. All So if
1: I'm doing stand up comedy, can I, can I like, can I like manipulate it and use it would it work
0: I don't know I feel like it's a pretty well-known bit is it like like, so so the joke like it's out there the special is old so I you know I wouldn't like you know just you know steal a thunder here
1: not word for word but But, like we can yeah get inspiration what is it
0: well like the idea is you know you go to the hospital or you go to the ER or whatever and there's always this pain scale right and it's like are you a four are you a five you feel like this but evidently, femur breaks are like the worst pain a person can feel, maybe yeah. besides childbirth. Yeah. It's so, his, his stick is like just people with broken femurs just like bumbling around the hospital, getting pissed <laughs> off when they hear that somebody else had the unmitigated gall to say that they were a nine. <laughs> so Brian does it more, uh, better service than I do. But yes. Yeah.
1: It is supposedly that one of the most painful things you can go through
0: for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you posted kind of through that process. I mean, mm-hmm. the agony on your face and some of your posts, like you could feel the pain through the phone.
1: I wish I would have documented it more. Yeah. In those early days, because I don't want to go through that shit again. <laughs> your recovery I,
0: seems quick. It probably doesn't feel that way, but your recovery seems quick.
1: Yes and no. I had a bit of a setback a few weeks ago during physical therapy and I had to get an MRI. They say that I tore my hip la- labrum, which is not going to heal on its own. So I might be looking at another surgery. It's inconclusive right now. I still need to see a doctor. They referred me to one that was out of network. So it's like it's just like this whole like, you know, it, it's circus of trying to like get this stuff settled and figured out one thing after the other. So it's um. And then, you know, people were, like, really excited or, like, not excited, but they they were very invested in the journey. And now I get people saying, stop talking about your leg. Like, I'm going to unfollow you. I'm so sick of hearing about your leg. And then other people are like, how's your leg? And I'm like, I don't even know if I should talk about it, yeah. you know? So it's, uh, it's, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I don't
0: know. You just, you just got to start in Ellie's leg twitter account and just post yeah. a post as your leg and people who which it feels yeah. like we're back to like selling your feet and so maybe i take it back yeah. i don't know just let people tip on there well actually
1: they... i did a whole routine last night uh i did stand-up comedy here again and uh, I, I joked about the femur and it got a lot of laughs so i might be i'm trying to get on kill tony Here in Austin, it's a live comedy show.
0: Again, this is why I love having no idea where my podcasts are going to go, because I didn't think we'd talk about this. But you move to what is the newly crowned capital of comedy, like Joe Rogan, by sheer force of his will, is making Mm -hmm. that reality. You're like, no, I'm just going to go hang out with all these killers and uh, do stand-up.
1: Yeah. Basically, you only live once, man.
0: Had you ever done stand-up before you got into Austin?
1: Three times in Salt Lake City. Okay. So I'm 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 very new, but like I I uh it's fun. I think it's just like I don't know, it's good to like not take yourself so seriously yeah. and it really is an exercise in like confidence and um like it's one thing to give a speech, right? Or one thing to like be live on the internet, but comedy is is yeah. scary. Yeah. <laughs> so but I am hoping to get on Kill Tony. I think that that, you know, they're going to roast me and they're going to be really mean. But, you know, I got to plug the brand. Yeah. So.
0: No, they are. <laughs> there may be nobody better at roast on the planet right yeah. now than Tony Hinchcliffe.
1: He already roasted me. Uh, I was my only time at the mothership. I made the mistake of going to the restroom during his set Ooh. and I uh, come back and I'm on crutches with a cowboy hat. And he's like, what is this crutches in a cowboy hat? What's wrong with you? It just goes off. And he's like, how'd you break your feet? He kept coming back. He literally like went back to talk to me three, like three times total. I'm like, are you flirting with me? But uh, I think that was a good sign, but he was pretty mean. So, and I told him, I was like, hey, dude, I'm actually a YouTuber and I'm, I'm trying to get on your show. And he's like, oh, I'm trying to get on your show. Like immediately <laughs> mocking me. And I was like, Dude, if he's this mean to me when I'm just an audience member, like I don't even know what he's going to do on stage. But I think uh, I think it's you know, it'll be a good character building exercise. So
0: (laughs) how was the mothership? So for the the listeners, if you're not a Rogan fan, if you're not a, a comedy fan like Joe Rogan has built the dream comedy venue. In Austin. It's great. Yeah, it's
1: great. Um, Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, where I did my open mic, is also a very uh state of the art, you know, great club. But Mothership is awesome. Yeah, I love the vibe. Um, although I will say, in Wise Guys, they don't take your phone. Yeah. In the Mothership, they take your phone. They, likes well, that. They, they put it in this like magnetic case. Yeah. And so you can't have your phone. And actually. Uh, I don't know for safety reasons. I don't really like that, but um,
0: but it's a little—it's like a thing. little Faraday cage, right? Like it's not just that you can't get to it; it doesn't have signal. It's not going to ring. It's not going to buzz. Exactly. You're not going to take video. Like nothing. You're no. going to actually sit and be present and watch a show and enjoy the comedy.
1: Yeah, and then you realize how hard it is to be present, and you know how that's something you should probably work on. Yes. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's uh, it's if you if you get a chance, just make sure to get tickets early because it sells out very
0: yeah. quickly. Well, you'll appreciate this doing, doing what you're doing. And so I'm, I don't know which of the two of us has the better of it right now. I don't know if I'd rather have access, easy access to the Cape right now or easy access to Boca Chica in that, you know, being able to be close and watch things happen. Cause I mean, it's, man, it's tough to beat Starship for excitement, but man, there's crazy stuff going on at the Cape. Like there hasn't been in a long time too. And I've, I've have hated like not I'm, I, so many times I've been like, I really just kind of need to go to Brownsville. Like I kind of just need to buy a ticket, but at least now I have the starship tower that I can at least go out to Kennedy Yeah, and I can yeah. at least appreciate the scale, right. uh, you know, so there's a lot going on, but it's, you know, so my, my gateway drug back into this, I grew up, you know, I was, you know, nerd adjacent my whole life. I grew up doing model rocks with my dad, hadn't done them in forever my wife has the genius idea. The kids are, we're going to take the kids shopping separately to get us, I don't know, birthday, Christmas, whatever. And so my son gets me an SD's model rocket from Hobby Lobby. So it's like, we're going to build this rocket together and launch it. And it was like, right back into it. Right. And so I'm like, well, buddy, we can watch the real thing. And I say, you know, you know, we're watching Falcon, anything that'll launch at this point. He's very confused and angry that he can't watch a shuttle launch. Um I actually I posted to my Twitter today, um, because we do uh, you know a fair amount of, of tech coverage, not so you know, not like Marquez, like he's the king. Um well, I'm mostly an Apple fan boy, but we keep up with it. And so we talked a lot about the Vision Pro on here, stuff like that. But I'm like, if somebody will develop an app for the Vision Pro that will allow you to realistically, I mean it's gotta be photorealistic, allow you to experience historic launches. Like if I could watch a Saturn five launch, like I'm watching a Saturn five launch,
1: yeah,
0: I'll buy a vision pro.
1: That'd be cool. Right?
0: Like if I could strap that thing on my son and he could watch a shuttle launch. Yes. Like I assume you've done the Atlantis exhibit down here. I haven't. Oh my gosh. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not going to ruin it. World-class exhibit. Next time you're in town, go to the Atlantis exhibit. Uh, out of the, the visitors, visitor center, Kenny, but I mean, like, so there's things that'll kind of do that for you, but if you could sit in your living room yes, and you could, it'd, it'd be tough to get the rumble. You'd need an exterior sound system, but <laughs> if everything else could immerse you in that, that'd yeah. be, that'd be something I'd, I'd pay for that.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah. But I, you still got to see a starship launch. Sorry. I, I'm going to, you got to make the hey, trip.
0: I'll get my chance. I'll get my chance. We're, you know, we're making tiles down here. Are they still
1: making all the tiles down here? Good question. I did see where that is, but I'm not sure if yeah. it's exclusively there.
0: But the the tower's up. Things are progressing. Yeah. I'll get yes. my, that's how I've been, uh, you know, stopping myself from making uh, an unnecessary trip to Brownsville. So I'm like, I, <laughs> I'll get to see them. It'll be fine. I yeah. got to see SLS. It's okay.
1: Yeah, but Starbase is such a great experience. No, I know it.
0: I know it. And I, I am thoroughly jealous. It's just, uh, you know, I've tried and I, you know, I know you do the same thing on your channel. Everybody that that's trying to get like ignite anybody's passion in this space. I feel like, um, you know, I'm not as dedicated to space. Not the only thing I do, but like, I've tried to paint this, this picture. I've tried to, you know, do the whole Neil deGrasse Tyson thing of like, understand this scale and the magnitude and the beauty of this thing and the engineering. And you just, I feel like, you I probably don't appreciate it as much as I would if you're standing there looking at the rocket garden or the boosters rolling past you on the road or you're covered in dust and concrete from the pad (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) or collecting pieces yeah no I think uh I'm telling you pictures and video don't do it justice
0: how far were you from the launch
1: um, we were not quite as close as Isla Blanca park. So I was probably maybe six miles.
0: This wasn't your first launch that you like no. have been present for. So what, no. el- what other launches have you covered in person? Artemis. Okay. And
1: I, and I flew there in September when it got scrubbed. So I had to like do, come back.
0: That is, I tell you what, like if I was paid to do marketing, For these companies, like to get people interested in following these programs, um, I I don't know what I'd do because (laughs) the the scrubs, the scrubs are the thing you can't overcome. Yeah, and once somebody stayed up till I don't know one a.m. They're just to be given a, a giant middle finger by lightning or a stuck valve or whatever. They're like, oh well, I'm not doing this to myself again
1: or you, or you get up at 1am and you stake out for several hours. That was like when I flew there right before I broke my leg for the crew six and they scrubbed at like T two minus two minutes and 30 seconds. you are like so close. Yeah. And I had to get there super early. So I was
0: sad. Yeah. It's so hard <laughs> to combat. And we had, um, we're lucky enough. My, my wife's family, there's, they've got a, a condo over in, modest. We're not rich people. They're not rich people. Nobody's rich here, Um, but uh, they've got a condo two blocks off of Cocoa beach. Um, So pretty close to, to the far end, like down where blue origins pad is Mm -hmm. and and that stuff. Um, And uh, so I'm like, we had taken the kids out there and we're like letting them sleep to wake them up to watch. Mm -hmm. Ultimately we, we ended up, uh, you know, I can see the launches and if the clouds are right, we can like, we can step in the front yard and sometimes hear them and stuff. And so, Ultimately, when it finally went, it was we were here instead of there. And I still went in and, and got my son up and took him outside. And so we saw it with our own eyes. But it's not it's not the same. Mm-mm. But so having having been so you were at the media site for SLS. No.
1: no, it was only later. Yeah, no. So I didn't get my first NASA press credential until like February of this year.
0: So how far were you from SLS? Pro- uh, probably seven eight I miles. Was on,
1: I was on the Max Brewer Bridge. It okay. was about 11 miles. OK,
0: yeah. So is that comparable to where you were for Starship? I was way closer for Starship. That's that's so crazy to me that you can get yeah. that close out there. Oh yeah. Just so, a little
1: I I was actually kind of nervous about it especially when I was down on the ground at Isla Blanca Park because I'm like, dude, I'm on crutches. Like I can't run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh I can't deal you have a little bit of PTSD after yeah. unexpectedly twisting your leg and it fucking snaps. Um, but, uh, I felt a lot safer on the roof. I was like, Hey, at least I can, you know, just lay down and, and, um, but, but it was, it was fine. Um, yeah, you can get pretty close though. And there were people that were in the exclusion zone and I got invited to those viewings and I was like, no, <laughs> no.
0: So for the listeners, if you haven't ever been to a launch in person, one, it's worth the trip. I don't care what's launching. If you can get, if you haven't been and you can get to it, go watch. Um, You know, if you can get to Wallops, uh, watch an electron go up. Is it a little rocket? Sure. Is it awesome? Yeah. So go. (laughs) But, you know, like we, you know, literally you can watch a Falcon 9 a week, sometimes two a week down here now. And Mm -hmm. it's cool. But something like SLS is different. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't out there for the launch of that. I watched shuttle launches from the Max Brewer bridge and there's nothing, or at least there didn't used to be like those giant solid rocket boosters kicking off. Like mm-hmm. it turns night into day and it wasn't the sound rocket launch. Sound is cool. God bless uh, NASA spaceflight for making sure they capture it with the launches every time <laughs> they can. But like shuttle launches and now SLS were a different deal. Like it rattled your core. You, you felt mm-hmm. it as much as you saw it and heard it. So having experienced that with SLS down here or how did Starship compare?
1: I still didn't feel the rattling of my core.
0: Really? Which is,
1: yeah, but it, the sounds were great. Um, and the visuals were yeah awesome. You know, it, it would, i would like to see a starship launch at night um because you know i think night launches are always better visually but uh yeah i still haven't felt that like genuine rattling of like your body like you're talking about um I, I
0: like you couldn't feel the rumble at the sls launch
1: not not really i mean maybe really? maybe, maybe maybe i'm <laughs> i don't know i just it didn't uh it was more like visually stunning you real especially sls was so freaking bright yeah. like cuz i've been in the path of a totality for a total solar eclipse and so it's the opposite right where it goes to, like from day to night to day yeah and this is from night to day to night which is like both of them are great but it, it was more that was way more pronounced for me the visuals than any sort of feeling and again, I think it's because you're pretty far, eleven miles away on the Massboro yeah. Bridge.
0: Yeah, it's. So. A, I, I'm I'm always looking for an angle to be closer. Um, I've started putting in for credentials for launches, knowing my odds are long. But I'm like, okay, what are they going to do? Say no? Try, I'll go watch where everybody else watches.
1: Try for the NASA social. Yeah. Try for the yeah. Try for that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, been an angle I've been looking at. One of our uh, we've got a local weather guy that I actually love who isn't sensationalist and uh, is accurate more often than not. Like the weatherman jokes don't apply. So Eric Burris, if you're listening, we love you here in central Florida. (laughs) And he just went and did one. And I'm like, I really should. I really should put in to do one. But we we keep passes for us and the kids out to Mm -hmm. the Cape. So like when they're launching a Falcon 9 from Mm -hmm. 39A and you can watch from the Saturn 5 Center out at Kennedy, you're like three and a half miles Yeah, like you're right across the banana river. So, I mean, that's, that's a different deal. That's fun.
1: And I've been in that section a couple times now, but for the Falcon heavy, I was in the field, the heat. That's like that section. Um, But we were fogged out where we were sitting, which was heartbreaking. Yes. Because I flew all the way to Florida from Portland, Oregon, had to get up super early, found out I had COVID on the tail end of that trip. So I was, I was not feeling good. Didn't know that. Sorry, everyone. I didn't know that. (laughs) But regardless <laughs> um i uh we couldn't even see it. it sucked, yeah, which like, is
0: like this isn't California, like the whole foggy launch is pretty rare here,
1: yeah, and like the falcon heavy is or is rare, uh-huh, right, and um, especially with the with the double booster landing on land, it's just it doesn't happen all the time,
0: yeah. Yeah, which
1: I wish it happened more.
0: We, we went out to the Cape for the last return to launch site and mm-hmm. it's a, like when you grow up in Florida, like hiring the sonic booms again is so nostalgic. Yeah. I bet. But watching bet. the boosters land, they cook in so fast. Like the suicide burn is crazy. And you're like, there's no way that thing lands.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: it looks like video game footage when you're wa- Yeah, you can see it with the naked eye. You don't need binoculars. You don't need magnification. And you're watching this thing just come burning in and you are it, it's, it just adds to that sense of impossibility of what's about to happen. And then the engines fire up and it, it comes to a stop at just the right time. And, and then just when you think the show's over and you're like, holy crap, what well, did I watch? Then the sonic booms surprise you and you drop. Yeah. Your
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Turning right. sci-fi into reality. I'm so, hearing a knock. <laughs> i'm hearing a knock i don't know who it I
0: is I mean <laughs> i'm i'm fighting uh it's too soon for sub recovery jokes right like those is it?
1: Uh, last night when i was at open mic a bunch of people were talking about the subs yeah it's like there. are a lot of people are going to be making making jokes about it
0: yeah it's uh that's how we cope right yeah, it's I
1: mean it is pretty freaking crazy. I would not get in that thing. Hell hell to the no. No,
0: I now I don't know if I'd fly Virgin Galactic before I would get in that sub, but I'd fly in a dragon or uh or a New Glenn. uh Yes. or a New Shepherd all day long.
1: Yes. Before I would Agree. get in that thing. Agree with that. Agree with that. I um. I'm doing a zero G flight in October, so that'll be really interesting. Yeah, I was
0: going to ask about that. Are you uh, excited? uh, Pensive?
1: So I, I interviewed Dr. Phil Metzger who we talked about um, yesterday. He's done 10 of them and he's like, take the drugs because apparently some people feel really, really bad if they don't. So I'm gonna, (laughs) I hope I don't feel sick on it. I want it to be a fun experience, but it is a little bit of a, you know, uh, I just was like, Oh, so can you sell me on a little more? Like I'm excited, but you know, I just, I, I want it to not be miserable. Yeah. So, um, but it should be really cool. I think it's like, you know, it, it's just gotta be so different from like skydiving or any of those, you know, other kind of like adrenaline things. Yeah. I mean, I could s- really say like, this is what it's like to be in space.
0: Yes. Have you seen the OK Go video that they shot entirely on one of those parabolic flights? No. So many links I'm going to have to send you at the end of this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they they shot a an entire continuous shot music video on a zero G flight.
1: Oh, that sounds familiar, actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Is it good?
0: It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> OK. Not,
0: lots of their videos are like that. I don't know. What, how is, they the, do it, but, what
1: is the song?
0: Uh, I have no earthly idea. <laughs> but YouTube will know. YouTube always knows.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, that kind of begs the question, you know, like watching Tim for a while now, like Tim was always like the, I'm the coverage guy. I'm not the one to go to space guy. And of course now Tim's not, you know,
1: he's 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 not doing a little
0: suborbital hop. He's, you know,
1: exactly. Probably in several years, but yeah, he's going to fly around the moon.
0: So uh, what about you? Any desire to get up there?
1: I honestly think it's inevitable. Really? That might sound delusional, but I think um, delusional confidence is a good thing, actually. It sounds bad, like the term, but um, I definitely think it could happen for me. I really do. Yeah. I've had enough people say that they want to see L.A. reporting in space. Like, seriously. And I'm like, you know, space is getting more accessible. I'm making a lot of connections Uh, I don't see why it couldn't happen sometime in my lifetime.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly more opportunity than ever and only on the rise.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I would never turn it down. You know, how, how could you,
0: you just, you come down here hang out in central Florida, spend a little time with John Krause. He introduces you to Isaac men, bada bing, bada boom. You know, you're on. Yeah. You know, you're up like, uh, repairing Hubble.
1: Yeah. Isaac <laughs> uh, Isaacman's great.
0: Oh, my gosh. Isaac Man's great. Dude, I, I, I like. Is anybody better at being a billionaire than him?
1: I mean, I think Elon's a pretty great billionaire, but that's I mean, just me.
0: He's doing OK. But he's like. Elon's like this is once in a generation person, right? Like we just don't get those that often, yeah. you know. Einstein jobs, the actual Tesla, uh, you know, Edison, though he was a scumbag, like these generational figures, but it's like really figuring out how to enjoy billions of dollars but without being a completely detestable douche. Mm-hmm. Isaacman has nailed it.
1: Yes, agreed.
0: I own my agreed. own fighter jet and I'm supporting kids with cancer. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I w- I'm going to buy my own trip to space, but we'll fix Hubble for all of you. Yeah. I I think he's got it nailed.
1: Yeah. He's awesome.
0: Cause it's pretty hard to be likable and own your own fighter jet. I feel like. Yeah. (laughs) Like that combination of person, I feel like is pretty rare.
1: Is it just cause of the envy associated with it or what?
0: Um, I think, uh, yeah, there's probably that there's definitely the, I mean, you look at, you know, to, to go back to the sub, like, just the absolute depravity of people that were, like, rooting for a bad outcome. Because this happened to be rich people on there. I know. Like, that we didn't used to be like that. Um, so, there, you know, there's probably some of that. Yeah. Uh, but then also, there's, you know, then you add in the fighter pilot persona, uh, you know. So, not that it was, like, actual fighter pilot, fighter pilot. But I feel like it's even elevated. So, you know, I've uh, recently gotten into, I get that I'm way late to this game, but the show Suits. Do you watch Suits and all?
1: I've heard of it. Pretty, I've heard it's really good. It's pretty I good. I haven't th- seen it.
0: Despite Meghan Markle. Um, but, uh, sorry, princess. Um, but uh, but so, you know, you would just kind of, wouldn't you expect that kind of person that's like billionaire flying his own, buying and flying his own fighter jets? Like,
1: yeah. I just
0: feel like most of us wouldn't picture the most like likable and down to earth right. person. And it's like, no, I'm going to do awesome stuff, but I'm just going to take people with me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm
0: going to do good with it while I do it. I'm like, okay.
1: Well, isn't that how, if you were in his shoes and in his position, at least financially, isn't that how you would hope that you would be?
0: I would hope, but there'd be even odds that I would disappear off into the mountains and never be seen again. Could go either way.
1: (laughs) Exactly. It's like, it's so hard to know how, how much that kind of money would change you.
0: Yeah. 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 So, and uh, like you got to love like him and Elon connecting, like the things that are coming out of that. Oh yeah. And Absolutely. living in a time where that's possible. Mm-hmm. It's insane.
1: We live in a great time.
0: If you uh like if you got to pick your own ride to space of the available rides right now, what would you want to go?
1: Dragon, all the way. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. But I what feel like th- that's on? that's a tough one. <laughs> well, I'm I'm looking at so yes, Dragon right now. I mean, not Starliner. Um
1: Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah. What is the what is the alternative?
0: Well, it depends on okay, what we're counting is space, you know. Exactly. Are we only tra- are we only I'm, I'm counting gonna... orbital? But Dragon's no, a Dragon's to a tougher. ISS. Yeah, Dragon's a tougher get right now though. So I'm yeah. like, so between of the tourist options right now, I'd fly blue origin over virgin all day long.
1: Oh, I, I, yeah, I think anyone who's like remotely educated on the two, I'd hope.
0: Yeah. I, you know, like, you know, the, the, uh, gif of the monkey that's doing like the side eye cause something yes. sketchy. I feel like as people were making all the comments this week about you know, like tourism, Like it's only going to be a matter of time before space tourism has an experience like the sub this week. And I feel like the side eye monkey gif was virgin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I wouldn't ride that thing.
1: No, I wouldn't either.
0: <laughs> it's too complicated. There's, there's too much room for failure. Yeah. But I feel like, uh, you know, uh, new shepherd, I'm like eh. like yeah. if you if you got to pop off the escape system, you, that's just a bonus ride.
1: Right, right.
0: Like I feel like right. it's a pretty rock solid system. Agree. I do hate I'm like, "Jeff, let us see the goods." Like I drive oh, yeah. by this massive blue origin facility out here going, you know, out to the visitor center with the kids all the time. In uh, every we're all just craning our necks just hoping the the garage door's open.
1: I've toured it. I've gone to the second floor up the elevator and i've seen i've seen it all i just can't share it with you because they're secretive which sucks because it's like first of all how did i get a tour blue origin before i got a tour of spacex like what the hell yeah that does seem wrong yeah but uh but i've seen it uh i'm surprised that they let me in but you know obviously i didn't record it or anything because you can't uh they let you record a little bit of the lobby but it is frustrating it's like dude why can't we like celebrate this and well, show it
0: off. And like and- when you see all the buzz and like all of the goodwill around, um, SpaceX around rocket lab around all the more open companies, I'm like, why don't you want that? Yeah. Like this is yeah. a positive space. Why don't like everybody's down now. I'm That's not, I don't know question. where you fall. I've, I've never caught this in your content. Like I'm not Tim Dodd. I'm not team space. Um, like, if an unmanned Chinese rocket blows up, that's a good day for me. Like, I don't want to see them succeed in space. I don't think that's good for anybody. I'm um, not particularly a fan of Russian rockets, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I'm not that. But, like, here are all our private companies. I'm Team Space. Yeah, yeah, let's sure. do it. I, like, oh, yeah. who doesn't want to see New Glenn launch? It's freaking awesome. Uh, I'm getting stoked for Vulcan. Yeah, let's do it. But I'm like, why do you not, you know, Tori Bruno, awesome guy, totally different from Elon, but still super interactive, all this goodwill, right? Like I just don't get, I don't get it with Blue Origin. Now I do. And I haven't shared this with the listeners yet. I'm at um, a kid's birthday party, which they're just a thrill a minute. Let me tell you, there's nothing more you want to do uh, as an adult than, adult than attend a toddler's birthday party. But we're in conversation and one of the moms is like, uh, you know, it's, it's all the usual small talk. Uh, and the mom's like, oh yeah, my husband couldn't be here today. He had, he was out of town for work. Oh, what's he do? Oh, he works for uh blue origin and now, okay. Now I'm trying to play it cool. Right. I'm like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Um, what's he, what's he do out there? She's like, he works on like, um, like the engines and stuff. And I'm like, just trying not to let it show on my face. Like, uh, can I have his number? Like right now? Um, <laughs> So then she's like, yeah, if you guys would ever want to go, they'll do like friends and family tours on like Sundays yeah. and stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, tw- we'll, we can try and find room in the calendar. Like if you guys, if, <laughs> if, you know, if the kids want to go, we'll come out. So like, I'm trying, I'm trying to make that happen, but yeah, I, I, I won't, you know, it's, you know, it's like an NDA or whatever you got to do. Like yeah. no pictures, yeah. no video, not talking about it. Yes, You just come out and go, no, it was cool. Y- trust me we'll
1: be able to take some photos in the so you've done it or not no? not yet
0: not yet okay
1: I can try to hook you up
0: so uh we've we've flown by a couple of highlights I want to backtrack to uh one being your your Elon interaction so you met him in person but you've been able to ask him like interview him a little ask some questions at least once right
1: yeah so I interviewed him uh, there was a Twitter space there's supposed to be another one today which I guess we should see if there's any update on that um but yes I he did a Twitter space before for subscribers only before the Starship launch. Oh, is he doing it right now? He's on. Is he on now? Three minutes ago. I got to go.
0: Do it. Yeah, go, go go on. So that was exciting. I have no idea where we left off. So listeners, if this is an odd edit, forgive us. We'll figure it out in post. But as I started into a line of questioning about your Elon interactions and you've actually had some opportunity to question him. Elon started to try to do a, a, a Twitter space
1: that he was supposed to do yesterday. He's doing a starship update and it was supposed to be yesterday and he postponed it to today and there was no service. So <laughs> I guess we're waiting until tomorrow. Third time's a charm. Yeah. But, we we um,
0: actually hopped off so you could do, you know, your job. Yes, And you're like, yeah, I think I've got a good question for him. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Well, we'll stitch that in when we, when we, you know, we were going to coordinate and wrap the podcast up. But alas, you know, we've been left at the dinner table alone uh, without Elon
1: coming. He'll be back. He's at a birthday party right now, he says. so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were discussing off air as he's talking about like, hey, I'm trying to do this. Literally, it would be the equivalent of a global press conference but I'm, I was just going to, you know, I don't know what, hide in the bathroom at the birthday party and do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. his
0: life uh, is just, how do you get it, everything done, man?
1: Well, it was super echoey when he was trying to set it up. So I think he might've been in the bathroom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh man. Well, that's all right. But, uh, yeah, it's like, My, my job as a full-time content creator, I have a lot of free time and flexibility, but then when it's, it's really time to report and there's something that I, I absolutely need to cover. It's, it's all business. So, um, appreciate you understanding, but I guess, I guess we're waiting again. Although I am going to go check on my wrap shortly here on, on the Tesla. So, and I'm getting it wrapped intergalactic blue. So it's kind of space theme. Nice with my logo incorporated into it, which I'm just very uh excited to to see the the final product.
0: Yeah. Well so you've been covering Tesla for a while now.
1: Yes. But not
0: been an owner, but you're going to have no. one of your very own.
1: So this same ex that, you know, helped me with the YouTube channel, he got a Model Three a couple of years ago. And so I've, you know, had experience with a Model Three. But, um, this will be, and a lot of people thought I had a Tesla because I am, you know, I'm, I'm known enough in the Tesla community, which is kind of funny. I'm a shareholder too, but, um, now it's like, okay, I'm not an imposter anymore. I have a Tesla. So I'm very, very excited for that. I'm very excited.
0: Um, did you spring for FSD?
1: No, not yet. Um, it's a very expensive car. I want to make sure that I can manage the current payments with my rent and everything else that I'm doing. And it's something that you can get as a subscription. So I don't, I don't see, I I think without FSD, it still works pretty great on the highway. So, um, I think, you know, I'll probably get it later, Yeah. but uh, the first order of business was getting the car, which, um, you know was kind of a scary decision, but it feels right. It feels like it will only elevate my brand. I'm going to make a ton of content with the car. And already I had someone offer, Matt Holm here actually, he does real estate here in Austin, and he offered to sponsor my wrap um, along with Allset, which is the company that's wrapping the car. So it's like, that was kind of insane, yeah, <laughs> but um, in a great way. So I think, um, you know, eventually... Eventually I'll get I'll
0: get FSD. Yeah. Well, and you know, that is kind of the the fun side, uh, if you can call uh taxes fun of content creation is like yes. you know, I've been uh, you know, some version of Apple Fanboy for some time, but it's like when the AirPod Pro Twos dropped. Yeah. Well, that's a, a business expense because I'm going to use those regularly for reviewing podcast content, the occasional call. Uh so I mean that's uh that's that's it's a write-off
1: then right. it's a nice one. right exactly exactly <laughs> and so for that and many other reasons i was like this this is a good decision you know i i'm going with my gut
0: <laughs> yeah we we keep toying around with the idea and i actually i had the like the very early reservation in on like the hundred dollar reservation in on the threes um And uh, we've, I ended up bailing on it. I wish I hadn't because I had my wife talked into it at the point, but I I married a CPA, uh, MBA. Um, So large purchases are always, uh, you know, a a different thing. And there's still just enough unknowns around like, really, my hesitation is still just ultimately like battery life and battery replacement. That big unknown hanging out there to me is, is the big hesitation still. But the Elon fanboy and the nerd in me and the one that's like, okay, let's put our kids in the safest possible vehicle we can on the road. I'm like, all of that makes great sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I hope.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now there's a strong possibility that you're going to end up with a longer than normal wait to charge your three as you're sitting behind a GM, a Ford, a Rivian at a supercharger now. (laughs)
1: Potentially. Potentially. I mean, I, uh, there is a charging station here at my apartment complex, obviously not Tesla, but, um, it'll work. I think I have to test it out. Um, but I literally drove the car across the street and it's getting wrapped. So I have to wait again. That's fine. But, uh, there, there's a couple superchargers really close to me, so we'll see. But I, I'm, it's a lifestyle You know, like I'm I'm signed up and I'm I'm I think I'll enjoy it even if I have to wait a little bit. Yeah. So
0: no, that's that's super exciting. Very cool. So, yeah. And I mean, it is, you know, for the jokes about tax write offs and business and stuff like that, it will be a legitimate content creator for you.
1: Right. 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 Not just because I have my logo on it and my socials, but it like I'm going to make content I was making content with Teslas before I had a Tesla. So now I just won't have to like borrow other people's cars, but like Felix from what about it? He has his Tesla all tricked out with a really cool wrap, And so, um, I don't know when I saw that I was like, Oh, one day. And I guess we're here on that one day it's happening. So, uh, I'm excited to, to, it's like, I really am. I'm, I'm going all in on the, on the brand if I'm putting it on my car. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's exciting. Uh you know, brand on the Tesla. Yep. Seventy seventy thousand subscribers. Big old balloons behind you. What's next?
1: Well, I'm still trying to get the Elon interview like an actual official planned, you know, that's on the bucket list. I'd like to interview other people as well. Jeff Bezos, Tori Bruno, um, Richard Branson. I, I want to interview all of them. I want to interview as many high-level people as I can. Um, I'm excited for the next Starship launch. I'm excited to road trip in my Tesla and make content about that. And i um, excited for the ZRG flight. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Dating. We won't get into that, but excited <laughs> for someone to someday share the journey with me. And, um, you know, who knows? Uh, I mean,
0: Elon's available.
1: He is, but he's not really available. You know, he can't really sustain it. I mean, I think that's why he and Graham's broke up, because he doesn't really have time for a relationship, which is fine. But, um, you know, <laughs> Uh Yeah.
0: I I feel like there's probably a solid couple of minutes of stand-up there for you, though. I feel oh, like there's potential Elon? material there in, in an Elon relationship.
1: Potentially, but I would... Th- my worst fear is that he unfollows, and I don't <laughs> want to do anything that would, like... Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe I... Maybe I'm overthinking it, but I even wondered if I should bring that up if I get on Kill Tony and they ask what I do. And like, should I say that Elon follows me? I mean, it's a fact. You can you can see it publicly. So but I feel like that would open up this huge can of worms and Kill Tony is so widely watched. It's like, what do you think? Uh, Flex it or not?
0: I mean, he'd go so hard in the paint, though, but Elon's also got a sense of humor.
1: I know and it's not like it, it it's I'm not I'm just stating a fact, you yeah. know? So the the question is what is the follow up to that? But uh, if it's organic and it makes sense to say it, I'm going to say it.
0: Uh it's not space tube if there's not some conjecture on here. So uh what ship and booster are flying next?
1: We already know.
0: Do we know the bo- I know I mean I know we know 25. Do we know the booster for sure? Nine. Okay.
1: Nine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought I saw something today about 11 being on the move, though. Which, I mean, uh, I, I guess it could just be
1: There, SpaceX but. released a video, and, and at the end they said, you know, up next, ship 25 and booster 9. So they confirmed it. Okay. Unless they changed their mind. Are the
0: cooling plates going to hold up?
1: I think so. Absolutely. That's something that angry astronaut, he's like, if they had just waited a little bit for that, they probably could have completed most if not all of their objectives now of course who knows but i think this next flight will go a lot better
0: i think the i mean you know blowing a massive crater under the olm was not ideal i think i think the hydraulic thrust vectoring screwed that flight more than anything
1: yeah yeah
0: which will be a non-factor going forward so
1: yeah exactly I, like I said, I think you know flight number two is going to be a lot more smooth.
0: <laughs> when uh, and, no, no the, we're uh, I think this episode will drop in a little over two weeks. Okay. I'm normally like I mean, my listeners know this like record Thursday, Friday, drop on Monday. It's quick hits. We like to do, you know, topical current event stuff. And so I'm in a real odd podcasting space for me right now where I've got some of these episodes stacked up where I actually have a release schedule and I almost don't know what to do with myself. And I can't quite tell what day it is, but so <laughs> listeners we're recording this. Uh, I don't know. What is it? June 23rd. June 23rd. So 23rd. take predictions with a, a grain of salt here, but when do they launch again?
1: Well, he said six to eight weeks. Right. But he also said six to eight weeks about three or four (laughs) weeks ago. So I don't know, man. You got to be. That's the thing. If you're if you're trying to get if you don't do this full time or you don't have a lot of flexibility in your schedule, it's it's going to be hard to see a starship launch. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's hard to get down there to Boca Chica and it's hard to make plans last minute. And that's usually how these things shake out. And they could also scrub. Yes. Right. That first attempt on Monday
0: scrubbed. Well, and that's, you know, if you want to see a launch, if you want to see something bigger launch, like the sure bet right now, if you book yourself a week in central Florida, give yourself mm-hmm. seven days, you will almost 100% see a Falcon 9 launch. Yes. But not Absolutely. so in Boca Chica.
1: No. No.
0: no. You'll see some cool stuff. You'll see some big rockets, yeah, but you I might still- not see them leave the ground.
1: I still tell people it's worth going because we also don't know, you know, if, if this public access will be reduced at some point. So, you know, take advantage of it while it's there.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, I guess there's not, they can do more. I mean, you look at how restrictive everything is around Kennedy, but like they'd have to eminent domain houses and stuff. Yeah. You know, like yeah. where, and then
1: there is that beach at the end of the road. So again, I mean, you know, maybe not anytime in the near future, but that is a concern of some of the, some of the locals and some of the people that make their livelihood down there.
0: So I, I know, if. you know, like it, Tim's was doing his coverage of the launch from his house, right? on. The, the things Tim has done to cover space are mind boggling. Um, and someday I want to ask him about all of it and the numbers and just like, dude, have like, he has to at various times just be crapping his pants over some of the things he's doing. Uh, but obviously they got covered in dust there, but at where you guys were at, did any of that, that cloud and that debris make it out to you guys? No, no,
1: not that I noticed. No, no, we were celebrating. <laughs> it yeah. was like, I didn't notice any, any of that. Um, No. We were, we were clean <laughs> and we were unscathed. <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, I think, okay. So next launch in six to eight weeks perpetually, Um, they make orbit. Yes. I think so too.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: That first launch was really close. I mean, despite everything, it was uh, really yeah. close.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, and that's why it's like with the water cooled steel plate, like I, and all the things that went wrong and how close they got, how could they not? Yeah. I hope, I hope they do. I'll be there. What, whatever happens, I'll be there. <laughs>
0: yeah. So my, I think my, my last thing is this, cause this, I think this is a, a fun thing. Like we talked about dropping off. So since this isn't going to drop for a couple of weeks, you said you had a question in the can for when Elon does his space, which mm-hmm. the space will be long over. So what do you have? What do you have planned for him?
1: Well, I actually, uh, I asked Dr. Phil Metzger what he would ask him because I feel like, um, you know, he's probably a much more educated <laughs> question uh, than than what I could come up with. So he wants to know how much of the lunar starship is going to apply to the Mars starship. Simple, concise, uh, long-term, big picture question.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good.
1: So the thing is, like, a lot of people have asked Elon the same questions over and over and over. And I don't want to just ask like a basic um no duh little hanging fruit question. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Well, and especially like he just commented the other day where it's like he does like the more technical stuff.
1: Exactly. This is more kind of like big picture, but I don't know. I think he'll I'll th- I mean, he gave me 7 minutes of response when I asked him a question on the last space that I was able to speak. So that was pretty good. He kind of just he just kept rolling. I was like, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a long answer. <laughs> it was great though. I was like, good. I I made you think, I guess.
0: Yeah. So love it. Very cool. Well Ellie, thanks so much for taking the time. It's been an yeah. absolute pleasure. Love your content. Love what you're doing. Can't wait to see you uh, on uh, the parabolic flight. We'll be watching to see if you puke or not for sure. Uh, Can't wait to see videos with your pretty uh, Tesla Tesla. all wrapped up. Yes. So big things coming. Very exciting. Ellie in space on YouTube, Ellie in space on Twitter, yeah, both for listeners e
1: share of t v is the handle on twitter e share of t v but um Ellie in space on YouTube, and uh I can't wait to try the energy drink that you send me, so <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes
0: they are fantastic, so my apologies for uh you know forming any new habits, but at least it's oh, good for you, at least yeah. it's not garbage, yeah, so no. <laughs> But, well, I appreciate you doing it. Listeners, appreciate you sticking it out with us. As always, you are why we do it. Whatever app you're listening on, if you wouldn't mind doing me a little favor, somewhere on there, there's a follow button. There's a subscribe button. Uh, Just mash that and a a little thumbs up or a five star goes a long way. And if you're just feeling crazy reviews, man, that's choice to uh, help people find the podcast. And uh, in the meantime, if you want to visit the website, solid7podcast.com, solid The number seven podcast.com. All kinds of fun and cool space there, and our socials and merch and all of the usual stuff that's on every website. That's on ours too. So uh, stop by and check it out. And until next week, we're out. The Solid 7 Podcast is fueled by Jocko Go, engineered for anyone who wants to get after it in life, pre-meeting, pre-testing, pre-negotiation, or pre-mission. If you're looking for an extra cognitive or physical edge, Jocko Go is your force multiplier. With 95 milligrams of caffeine and zero sugar, the keto-friendly Jocko Go will give you a physical and cognitive boost without the crash that you experience with average energy drinks. Visit JockoFuel.com today. And you can use our promo code SOLID7, that's S-O-L-I-D-7, to get 10% off your order, get on the path, and get after it. Oh, and because lawyers exist, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and this product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.